welcome to the Valiant Central Podcast. Bam! Oh man, that didn't ring. I was hoping it would, like, reverb. Uh, welcome. I'm Martin. Travis is here. Hello, Travis. Hello, Martin. Back from his escapades. Uh, Dewan's not here. He's, uh, what'd you say? He drowned in hot wing sauce. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, that's not what I said exactly, but yeah. We'll Something, run with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was too much vodka in his hot wing sauce. Do they put vodka? They don't put vodka in hot wing sauce. They should. It might make it tastier. Anyways, no Dewan, but that's okay. Because I know what Dewan wanted to talk about, and we will talk about that. I'm just thinking about this vodka hot wing thing, dude. Like, I... I may be distracted the whole episode, to be honest. I think it would work. Have you ever had, like, vodka sauce? Yes. It's very good. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Vodka sauce is delicious. But if it it could also be alcoholic, then, uh, (laughs) like, that's a million-dollar idea. It's very novel. But also, need a good brand name. Just, I think, keep that in mind. Keep that in the back of your head. All right, I got to think about that. That could be difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, we we're, we've got a lot to talk about, Travis. We yes, haven't we recorded do. in uh, in a while. It, yes, it's been a minute. Yes, it's been a, a hot minute. So tonight, Travis wanted to talk about Psy Lords, or was that the one? Doesn't matter. Uh, and I wanted to talk about Doctor Mirage because that book is coming out this week. So uh, we got all that plus an awesome variant cover. That's what Dewan wanted to talk about. Too bad he's not here. He should have shown up. Yes. He should have shown up. That's all I'm saying. Shame on you, Duan. Calling you out, bro. Yeah, stuff happens, all right? You know, like, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. We'll try to, to take his viewpoint, viewpoint like, into stride, you know? Like, I, I think I know where he's coming. I don't know what, what he was thinking for Psylords, so, but I can, you know, I'm happy to discuss. Yes. Where would you uh, like to begin? Well, I, you want to uh, start with your topic? Uh, sure. You want to kick off with Dr. Mirage already, eh? Okay, let's do it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, you were excited to talk about that. You seem pretty gung-ho, so yeah, let's do I, it. I, I, am, I am excited. You know what? Now that I think about it, uh, we should have invited my brother on here. My brother, I don't know if you know this, is uh, Dr. Mirage fan number one. Uh, I mean, I didn't realize that, but I, you know, Julian is, uh, you know, is, is a great guy, and... Uh, you know, he's a big fan, so I it's yeah, is it is it too late to, to you know, reach out? Oh yeah, he's probably sleeping already. Ah, uh, all right, all right. Yeah. Well we'll try to do him right. Yeah, we'll we'll try to do him right. So uh so we got our, our review copies of Doctor Mirage this weekend. So uh this episode will be coming out after the book comes out. Uh we will probably spoil it of course. Uh we will do no ratings. I have decided I am against ratings. Mm. Mm. But I do want to talk about the book because I thought it was a really interesting take on it. Um, maybe we'll have my brother on at some point. He, uh, he's, he was never really a comics person, you know. He's, uh, he loves manga and anime, but never really a comics person. And he read Dr. Mirage, the original uh, Dr. Mirage. Oh, let me, let me rephrase. The first VEI miniseries of Dr. Mirage and loved it. He bought the whole thing. He got all the variant covers. Uh, like, he is number one fan. He's very excited for this book. And uh, and I was excited, too, and I read it. And uh, I tweeted at Mags because uh, I know Mags is very excited about the book as well. Uh, she was tweeting the other day that she thinks it may be the best thing she's ever written. Uh, I, think, I think that's a little hard to judge on the first issue. Uh, obviously, as a writer, she... Is probably maybe close to done on this thing already, I would assume, or at least a couple issues in. Uh, so we'll see. But I think the the setup of this was really interesting. Uh, so let's uh, let's 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 talk about this book. Be prepared for spoilers. So if you haven't read it, shame on you. Go read it. Uh, give me your your overall first impressions on Doctor Mirage. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I would best characterize it with like something that one of my, my VCR colleagues mentioned kind of in a, in a group chat, which is like, I think in a way, um, a lot of it really feels very similar to the first volume of Dr. Mirage, 
you know, in that, like, the first volume, you know, like, she's still got her powers and such, but she, the only person she can't talk to, like, dead person is her husband. Uh, and, you know, like, that, in this case, is, um, you know, replaced with, like, basically that she can't talk to any dead people anymore for some reason, you know? Um, and you're certainly dropped into it without kind of prior explanation because, like, I think it, it it's, you know, fair to say that there's, like, a time jump here, you know? Like, we last saw Dr. Mirage, like, with an active TV show in Faith Dreamside, um, you know, and now she's like, oh, I had, like, it almost, like, there's nothing in her setup in the, in the beginning of the issue that really even speaks to anything after the the first volume of Dr. Mirage. So it's kind of, it almost feels like a reset, you know, but like, are we going to get to the spoiler about what's, what is central to the storyline as it's presented? Of course. Let's, uh, let's do that right now. Cause I think it's important for the discussion. Yeah. So like girl shows up and she's like, Hey, guess what? You're dead and I'm dead too. You're in hell, you know? So like, <laughs> that's, that's why like, we're now in the, like, I, I guess that's the explanation for why we're kind of lurched into this almost retrograde, like, story, um, you know, without an explanation of how we got there. It's like, oh, you're, we're, we're like, seeing her POV, and that POV is like, guess what? You're dead. You're mm-hmm. already dead. Yes, you're already dead. Uh, I, that character was really interesting, actually, the the girl that shows up. Uh, She's great. For for so when it, when she first showed up, I just I read her like a normal teenage girl. Uh, but then when she started talking about like her parents put her on these pills because she sees things and hears things, um, and like she progressively seemed more manic. Uh, for by the end of the issue, I, have you ever seen Twelve Monkeys? Yes. So by the end of the issue, I was reading her like the Brad Pitt character. Hmm. Uh, which maybe that's a little extreme. Um, but I think it does get kind of trippy, right? At that point, like when, because she's very nonchalant about it. She's like, you know, you're wondering why, like what's going on with the dead side, uh, why you can't feel dead people, why you can't talk to your husband, why this, why that. Uh, and the reason is you're in hell. Ha ha, let me drop my pills. Oh, look, there's a ghost coming out of my eyes. Oh, you should take a pill too. Oh, you see that? Now you're tripping. Hey. Uh, and so to me, I read it like very manic at that point. Um, and I don't know if, if you read it that way or if anybody else did. Um, but I don't know. To me, like reading it that way, like reading it that way. gave me, um, I, I don't know. It, it, Changed the tone of the book quite a bit. Um, I would say, I would say a lot of the issue is maybe this is going to be the the worst word to possibly choose, uh, but slightly depressing. Um, but uh, but she even Mirage seems a little manic at points, right? Um, and you get this whole the the way that the story is narrated is really interesting. Um, because a lot of the, the panels that, uh, describing the action are things that happened while the TV show was going on. And so it almost gives you the feel of like, maybe somebody's watching her from the outside and narrating this as a TV show. And she has no idea, kind of like the Truman show. Um, which could be interesting, right? Because if there's, if there's something that put, that killed her and put her in this place, uh, that's toying with her, it would definitely go along with the theme of a lot of what the Mirage stories are of, of dealing with supernatural or like really powerful, magical, mystical entities. Um, and, and I really enjoyed that quite a bit. The, this book took me really by surprise because I, I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, I've been a fan of Mags for, for a while. I think she's fantastic. Um, but this, this is definitely, a little different than what I'm used to reading out of mags. Uh, and maybe it's just that Valiant's giving a little more freedom. Uh, it does seem a little closer to some of the other indie books that she's done. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought the take of it was, was pretty fresh. Uh, and yeah, like you don't have a lot of background as to how we got here, 
or what time frame this is set in. Like that was my my main question after reading the issue: is when is this happening? Because um, I mean, we saw we saw Mirage fairly recently, right? Um, what book was it? Man, I wish I remembered. Dreamside. I, I thought we saw her after Dreamside. Huh. You know, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just I'm confusing myself. Maybe I took some of these happy pills. And uh, I'm imagining things. But I, somehow I feel like she's shown up at least in like a panel or two uh, after Dreamside. But uh, I really enjoy that. I like this whole trippy vibe that we've got going on because uh, it fits really well with this. And, uh, you know, I think there's there's several callbacks, uh, not just to the VEI stuff, but I would say even to the original BH1 series. Um, nothing major. But uh, but I, I enjoy that as well. Um, it, it does have me wondering a few things, and I think one of the things is something that you brought up in our chat before we recorded. Uh, so I'd like to get to that at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I was very very pleasantly surprised, and uh, and I think Nick Robles art really fits the type of story as well. Yeah, I mean, agreed, and. Especially with respect to, I think, what you were pointing to, which is like the the trippy, I don't know, like, it, it's pretty trippy, you know, maybe like drug-like hallucinatory sequence, like, you know, when she's like grabbing onto the the girl or whatever, you know, um, like, like the art of that is delivered in a very uh, compelling way. Um so like I definitely thought that was like a pretty strong uh like focal point of the uh the issue. Um I guess I'm a little confused at this point about like how this whatever you know it's like I guess all of this maybe like maybe you take with a grain of salt about like is this character that's coming in telling the truth, you know? Like I maybe you were alluding to that as well like can we take everything that this girl says uh, on face value? Um, but, uh, you know, if so, like, how is, like, this in some, you know, section of the dead side that is, like, isolated from the rest? You know, like, what what's the mechanics of that, you know? And, and how does, like, this girl, like, co-inhabit it? Um, I, like, I'll assume that they'll get to that, like, as they tell the story. Um, but yeah, like, I guess shifting gears, if we can take at face value that she is dead, then it's worth mentioning that, like, there's a panel in Book of Death <clears throat> where Shan is dead and Gwen is alive. So if, yeah, if she's dead, like, maybe that could stick. Yes. So you brought this up in her, in her little chat. Uh, and I hadn't even thought about it, but it does make perfect sense based on what we see in this. Um, matter of fact, I'll, I'll make sure to tweet the image, uh, when the episode comes out so people are, understand what it is that we're talking about. Uh, but there was that awesome two-page spread in, it was the first issue, right, of Book of Death? Yeah, first issue. Yes. Um, that's got, uh, you know, it's got Gilad and, uh, Roku up at the front. You see, um, Psylords, you see, or not Psylords, uh, the Hardcore, um. Crowbar Luchador. Yeah, Crowbar Luchador. Uh, you see Shannon Wen there. You see a couple characters that, uh, we still have not seen, uh, since then. Uh, Faith is there. And, uh, the, the narration is interesting because it talks a lot about, uh, the book of the geomancer and this, the coming of this evil, uh, geomancer. Uh, anyways, in this panel, you see, uh, Gwen as a person and then Shan is a ghost behind him. Um, which is really interesting because right in, in the first couple of volumes that we've gotten of Dr. Mirage, it was the other way around. She was corporeal and he was dead and a ghost. Um, and that's the way it was represented in those stories. But in Book of Death, it was the opposite, and it seems like maybe that's the case here. Uh, did you actually get the feeling that maybe he actually is alive now? And that's why he's using 
this girl to contact her and the dead side? Uh, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, like, alive or not, he is still, like, on Earth, right? Right. So he's not even, he's not even in the dead side. So, I mean, I guess, like, the premise is that somehow he has contacts with uh, this girl, uh, spirit, like, from Earth. Mm-hmm. It must be some way, like, there must be something about the, them having this relationship that messes with their ability to communicate otherwise. Because when she was alive, she couldn't contact him directly. And now if he's theoretically alive, he can't contact her directly. Um, it's always having to be done through a third party. Um, right, like in that original series, she actually had to physically go to the dead side to retrieve him. Um, and now maybe he can't do that because he doesn't have the ability she does. Um, if I remember correctly, she actually has these powers, whereas he deals more in magic. Yeah, he like he has the magic and she has some magic as well, you know. Yeah, her like, magic is just kind of what she's learned through him. Yeah. But yeah, like her specialty is is just like seeing and you know like talking to ghosts. Yes, yeah, I think it's a really interesting setup. Um, and and again, it always goes back to this. I just I want Valiant to spend some time and like really hardcore explore and define what the dead side is. Because I think in that original miniseries, we had a lot of interesting things that showed up. Um, if you purchased, uh, what did they call it? It wasn't a subscriber edition. Um, man, I wish I remember now. But there was a special edition of, ish- of issue one, right? Like you had to pre-order it, but it wasn't called a pre-order edition. Um, and if you had that copy, there was actually a lot of extra content in the back. And one of the one of the special content that wasn't available in the regular issue was the map of the Dead Side, and it kind of broke down the different districts of the Dead Side and how they were all connected. Um, and I think a lot of that was explored in that series, but not nearly enough. And then when the Dead Side kind of became a big deal at Valiant for a little while, uh, Matt Kent was kind of doing that stuff in Ninjak, right, in that Shadow Man backup story. And a lot of that seemed to get kind of thrown by the wayside. And and really, I think every time we've seen the dead side, um, the interpretations aren't necessarily, like, jiving with each other, right? Do you get that feeling? It seems like we always go in different directions on what the dead side is instead of settling on, on a particular thing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's like whatever, you know – a writer needs it to be at that moment, you know? Um, and, you know, like, I, I get it, I get it, you know? To the extent of, it, like, the the alternative to that is to have an architect, you know? Like a singular architect who makes the rules, and that just hems you in, you know, when you're telling stories. And, you, you know, like, sometimes, you know, working within... Uh, constraints like builds greater creativity, you know. Um, but I guess it's just a question of who is responsible for making that architecture, making the rules that are that you're going to play by for the foreseeable future, you know. So is that is that a creator? Is that editorial? Well, I mean, I would think that this would ultimately have to come from editorial, right? Like, editorial has to make a decision on what this thing is. Because it's not exclusive to one title where one writer can tell you what it is, right? This is a universe-wide thing, and it's come up many, many times. And sometimes as a key aspect of particular storylines. And yet, none of those really explain how any of this stuff works, right? Because for the longest, for, for decades, all we've had is a dead side. And then you had, uh, what was it, Lyceum, and you have the dead side as a separate thing, right? Lyceum is not dead side, it's just a realm connected to it. Um, in that original series, there were like a, three or four other realms uh, that were part of the dead side. Then we were introduced to the live side. Uh, I just want to see like how this all is connected. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you get my point, right? It's like, I, I feel like, like, in a real way, that's kind of organically built on the backs of creators who figure it out. Uh, and yeah, like, I think we'd all agree that it would be nice to codify this stuff because certainly the dead side that we kind of get hints of here don't really necessarily seem to jive with, you know, other representations. And it, it is fair to say that every time you, every single time you see the dead side in different Valiant stories, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would just like to see, a, a direct definition, right? Like, is the dead side just the whole realm of when where dead things are, where where ghosts and monsters are? Is it just a piece of that? Like, how does that relate to our physical world? Um, I don't know. Again, some of that was explored when Matt was doing his stuff, um, but I think even that was very different from anything before. So, you know, this could be the book to do it. Uh, and, it, and it might not be. There might not be enough time for Max to tell her story uh, and include some of that. But uh, but I think it could definitely be worked in there. I, I would love to see more of this explored. I, I've been pitching this uh, Unity Dark thing for years. Like, basically since this podcast started. Because um, I think this could be one of the most interesting bits of Valiant storyline that has never been explored okay so so you want to send unity dark into the dead side and flesh out the dead side in the process you got it yeah hell yeah dude you got it so uh, so mirage the the, the mirages the and, mirages uh punk, punk mambo, mambo shadow, man, shadow man and roku and roku and jaunty yep look if I can get jaunty, all of that other stuff, <laughs> like that's that's just icing. Uh huh. See, you get it. More you jaunty. It. <laughs> More jaunty, please. Somebody, please. More jaunty. See, it would have been perfect for uh, what was that called? Remember when Venditti was joking around that with uh, with Matt? They were talking about the uh, the the Animal Unity team. Oh, Beast Brigade. Yeah, the Beast Brigade. There you go. Beast Brigade. Yeah, dude. Matt the Dolphin. <laughs> Matt the Dolphin. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I want to see that. Down. I want to see that. And, you know, it, it's very possible that we can get some of that at least here. <laughs> Not Jaunty. But Beast Brigade. But hopefully Beast Brigade. If if we get Beast Brigade, this is going to be my favorite Valiant book. Look, I hear Heather Antos loves animals. Uh, so she should, uh, create a Beast Brigade book. I don't know who would buy it, but I know I will, and I think you will. <laughs> yeah, so, and, yeah. like, the leader is going to be a penguin. I don't know what, what what's up with the penguin, but... Hey, you know, penguins are cool. No, it's, yeah, it's going to be an awesome penguin, whatever its steel is. <laughs> Yes, um, I uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time to uh, to look up this drug that uh, they were taking, um, but I, I do know that anabasis, the the name of the psychotic antipsychotic, I guess that the girl is taking, is uh, is literary reference from a couple of different places. Uh, there's a T.S. Eliot poem, and there's like an ancient Greek uh, like retelling of a battle. Uh, called Anabasis. So I, I should have looked up the etymology a little bit more, uh, and I didn't. But uh, I'm sure that there's some relation to that kind of thing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what that could portend. Yes. And, you know, Mags is a very intelligent person, so I'm sure that the name was not picked just out of the blue. Yes, druggenerator.com. <laughs> is that a thing? If not, it should be. We do not condone the use of drugs of any kind. Oh, pharmaceuticals. Yes, medicines, as as we like to call them. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a pharmaceutical, right? It's like a health pharmaceutical. Yeah, health pharmaceutical. She uh she dropped some DMT. Yeah, it's trippy, dude. It is very trippy. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't look like DMT. 
not that I would know. Maybe acid. It looks more like acid. Hell acid. Uh, all right. Anything else on Dr. Mirage? Uh, I mean, I, I guess, like, you know, I, I don't know how much we want to get into it, but, like, I, I certainly get from a storytelling perspective, like, how they dropped into the story and, like, if the context is, like, what it appears to be, you know, it's, like, that is an interesting idea, you know, like, being in hell and not knowing you're there and how long you've been there. Like, that's compelling, you know? Um, but... It just seems like it's been somewhat of a trope for, like, Valiant Stories for a while, where you launch into a a new series and there's not really an explanation for how you got there, you know? Like, like Exo or or Bloodshot Salvation, you, you, like, you get in these new status quos and you're like, that's not where we stopped, though. Like, how did we get here? What happened? You know? Uh, And... Like, I I don't know, like it, I get using it from, for narrative purpose, but you know, like it can be overused, I guess is my point. Sure. I mean, I guess I I don't really mind it. Um, when I read a first issue, I don't generally go back and reread anything before, uh, you know, each story should be somewhat self-contained anyway. Uh, so it doesn't bother me if it doesn't directly follow up from whatever came before. You know, I just want the story to be good and I want it to take me from A to B. And, uh, and right now we're, we're at A, so we'll see where we go next. Where we be. Where we be. Very good. Yeah, I really enjoy this. So, uh, pick this up if you didn't. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. And this is totally up my alley, by the way. Uh, not because of trippy hallucinogens. I would never do such a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this, uh, you know, the young female character. Yeah. You know, like if she stuck around, I wouldn't be mad. Uh, no, not at all. Could be cool. What was her name? I wish I remember her name. Uh, anyways, yes, very good. Uh, I'll be talking to my brother about Dr. Mirage for sure. Uh, and the other thing you want to talk about is Psylords. Uh, that was Dewan who wanted to talk about Psylords. Oh, Dewan wanted to talk about Psylords. What was your topic? Uh, it, it's it's a pretty involved topic. So, uh, yeah, best safe for another podcast. <laughs> Very well. Um, let's, uh, let's do a follow-up on Psylords then because we haven't talked about this since the first issue came out. Uh, we're three in now. I think issue four comes out in like three weeks. Um, I, I do want to talk about this even though Dewan's not here because, uh, as you know, this guy right here, Side Lords fan number one, uh, for some reason, I know everyone hates on that book for whatever reason, but, uh, we're three issues in and I'm curious how you feel the story's development because I've got some thoughts. Um, I think for me, I think some of the initial excitement that I had has waned a little bit and not because I don't think the book is good. Um, but I feel like by issue three, I feel like I should have gotten a little bit on how we're connecting this to the Psylords. If you're naming the book Psylords. Um, but we haven't gotten that right. The only connection that we've seen is like, there's this group that just like kidnaps people in space and the, you know, activates some kind of abilities in them. Um, but that's about it. I mean, I, I'll definitely grant that it's, you know, unfolding rather slowly, you know, like there's, you know, there's was almost no information at the starting point. And it's like, each issue, you're, you're getting a lot of nuggets, actually, about what is happening, you know, because you start from a place where, like, they're, you know, characters with amnesia, and they don't know where they are, you know, and each issue, you're kind of peeling back the onion, I I would think, actually, a pretty good amount. It's it's only been three issues, right? Uh, and I, I, I don't know, like, like yeah, the, the Psylords occupy a very... I don't know, tangential space, you know, like 
they kind of give you some info in the, the latest issue, like talk about them and, you know, like they, they kind of allude to the fact that they're like the reason why anybody believes in like divinity, like gods, uh, like across the universe is like, like they're the OG gods or whatever. And I thought there was a fun nod, like that all of the Psylord names they mentioned in this issue are Psylords from the OG yes. series in the, in the 90s. Yes. Which like which was cool, fun. but it threw me off a little bit, right? Um, because this story is not taking place in the future. It's present day, as far as I can tell, um, unless it's been sure. stated otherwise. Um, and it was cool to see, especially like Raven Rock, right? Because Raven Rock was kind of a big story point in the original series. Um, it kind of led to uh, a lot of the changes that the hardcore made to become Psylords, um, cause he kind of abused his power a little bit. Um, and so the whole cultural structure of the Psylords became what it was because they didn't want to be like Raven Rock. Uh, so that was cool that he was mentioned. And yeah, like some of the other ones, that's fine. Um, but, I feel like that original incarnation of Psylords fit within the universe in a very particular place, right? Because it was kind of concurrent with uh, like Magnus and Rai and all that stuff, uh, but it also tied in some of the stuff with uh, with Exo and you know the Spider Aliens. Um, there was a lot, of course, with the history of the Hardcore into the future. Um, and, and I don't get any of that here, right? I don't, I don't see how any of this book relates to the rest of the universe. And, and I understand that it's, you know, a new book that we're bringing out, introducing new characters, new concepts. Um, but as a Valiant fan, Valiant fans love the continuity, right? What's the continuity between this book and anything else that we have in the Valiant universe currently and previously, right? Like that's that's where my struggle is right now. Because I think as as a story of like you know people out in space trying to figure out who they are, it's good. But how is that related to the rest of the, what we're reading, right? Because like, I mean we have a book like Killers, which we haven't talked yet about. Um, like Killers has a basis on something that was brought about in Ninjak or in Ninja K and had some really interesting concepts and that's being fleshed out a little bit in Killers. Uh, so we have the connection there, even though it's a lot of brand new characters, right? Or characters that we've barely seen. Where's the connection to this? Or am I missing it? Right? I mean, we know that there's some kind of connection because there was that Easter egg in Exomana War, right? But like that to yeah. me, for me, that's not enough. Right, and if you if you want to establish this new property, uh, by issue three you should have had that connection already. I mean, to be honest, the only connection is yes, those names, and then when Scion take or Scion's brother, triplet brother, uh, takes his trench coat off and he's wearing the uh, the hardcore uniform, or I guess a Psylord's mm-hmm. uniform, but that doesn't that doesn't to me connect it to anything. Right, if you if you're not a valiant reader, what's the connection? There is none, because you don't know what any of this means. Right, as a valiant reader, well, you do know because you see the costume, you recognize the names. Yeah, but if you're not a valiant reader, this is a self-contained story, and you know, hopefully, it can stand on its own. Um, yeah, I like you know, I, I get your point. You know, like like we we definitely want things to be connected. You, you know, like I I don't know I. Personally, I have so much love for the Psylords that, like, you know, I don't mind that, you know, that this is, like, a 12-issue series and that they're choosing to unfold it in this way that, you know, like, we, we don't necessarily know all of where it's going. But, like, more to the point, if this thing unfolds or whatever, it's, like, a self-contained story. If they return to Earth, now they're in the universe, you know, but like they could be the the new equivalent of the Star Lords out in the, you know like outside like the old asteroid belts and like observing Earth 
and intervening and like having friction with Capshaw and such, you know. And and that's fine. And I understand that it's a twelve issue story. Okay, so and don't get me wrong, I I like the book. The art's fantastic. I think the story itself is progressing well. Uh, I'm not sure how much I care about the characters per se. Um, aside from si- the the Scion guy, I liked him, and I love the little cat aliens. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. I'm sure not all of them, but uh, but yeah, they were cool. Uh, I just it's almost like there's there's too much, but not enough of what I feel maybe would matter to making that connection here. Because I mean, there's there's other stuff being thrown around that like kind of threw me out off the blue, um, like when they they're talking to the to Scion's brother, and uh, they realize that like he was out there in like a rush in an unmarked Russian ship, um, but it was you know thirty years older than their ship, so they knew that he'd been out there for decades. Um, that gives you kind of a, a sense of intrigue, like what is really going on? Is this guy actually trying to help them? Uh, does he have ulterior motives? What have they been doing out in space this entire time? Um, but I don't know, man. Like to me, there's something. I feel like there's something missing. You know what I mean? Mm, not exactly. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe I I just I I expected. This to progress differently. Maybe if I if I don't think of it as a Star Lord's book, then I won't worry about that as much. Because, like I said, I think as as a book itself, the book is great. I'm really enjoying reading it. Uh, but sometimes I do look for those connections, right? And I can't help it. I mean, I've been reading Valiant for twenty six years. Yeah, I mean, what I would say is just that I, I don't know. I would characterize this series largely as like a mystery. It feels like that, you know, where you wake up with these characters and, and, you know, there's no context and you're like, who are we? And, you know, like, and like each issue I feel like makes big strides towards kind of fleshing all of that story out. And so like in that sense, we're only a quarter of the way through. Yeah. Like, like, so I, I don't know. I would assume that hopefully they can plug it into the the greater uh, you know universe. Like I, I think it's you know not entirely fair to to expect it to plug right in in like the first you know uh, arc if if that was the plan for their series. You know, yeah. like I don't know when like narratively you really start to 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 be specific about like what's happening, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Like there's probably going to be a big, like dramatic thing at the end of the first arc, I would assume. Sure. And I mean, I guess the, the arc would end after the next issue, right? Or maybe one more after that. Uh, so maybe I'm just being a little too impatient. That's very possible. Well, I mean, like everything we got in this issue was like, maybe like the word of a liar, like certainly the word of a murderer. Yes. So, you know, like, I don't know, like, it's definitely, like, fueled by intrigue and, and questions. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I mean, there's, there's, there's a cool angle as well, right? Like, mentioning the Psylords Lords as these, like, the gods of the universe, basically. Uh, that's, that's, that's a cool take. Gives me that Stargate vibe. I love Stargate, so if that's the way we're going, that's cool. Uh, maybe I'm just not being patient enough. That's, that's fair. I'm, I'm working on my patience, Travis. I mean, it's very different from like the classic Star Lord, you know, the Psylords. So, yes. yeah, you, you got to be okay with that. But you know, that's the way that all of uh, VEI has been. You know, yeah. And by and large, it's, it's worked out for the better. I I agree. All right, fair enough. We learned a new lesson. The lesson is Martin's impatient. Yes. All right. I, I will. I think we all need that. Well, this is true. Uh, of course, I'm going to continue reading it because uh, I'm invested. Uh, and again, I like it. I don't. I don't know how much I like some of the characters themselves. 
Um, I think my favorite guy is uh, the the Green Lantern guy, the guy with the beard. That, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. He reminds me of uh, like T.J. Miller. Mm. I don't know why. He looks nothing like T.J. Miller. Uh, not T.J. Miller. What's the other guy? Um, the guy from Superbad. Jonah Hill. No, 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 no. The guy that that made uh, that wrote Superbad. Um, oh God. Oh, uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah, he reminds me of Seth Rogen. Anyways. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Salords. It's good. Uh, the last piece of thing that I wanted to discuss is, uh, this carbon fiber cover, uh, that I know Duan is very excited about. And he being the collector should be on this podcast talking about this book. Um, so the, the image for the new Bloodshot book coming out with the carbon fiber variant came out. Uh, I gotta say it looks great. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get this one. I'm very selective on the very rare covers that I get. Um, but I'm sure for the collectors, this is going to be right up your alley. Do you plan on getting this one? <laughs> the carbon fiber? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I like. I, I, I don't know. I feel safe. This is safe, safe space, right? It, of course. The safest of places. I... I I'm like a digital buyer. I don't, I don't buy physical. Yeah. So I will not be buying any physical, you know, copy of this, uh, you know, carbon fiber or no, (laughs) but I mean, it looks awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure that it's going to be valuable, you know? So like, I, I understand the excitement. Um, I'm curious about like the grading and such. Like, if it's a carbon fiber cover, like, are they all going to be like perfect? Like, <laughs> 10.0? Is there such a thing as 10.0? Yeah, yeah. Is this like real carbon fiber, or is it that like fake carbon fiber you can buy at like AutoZone? Can we make every page a carbon fiber page, and then it'll be guaranteed 10.0? Yep. And seal it in, like, solid glass so that it can never be touched. Surely, I don't know, man. I I, I get that carbon fiber is, like, really strong. But I feel like a, a glass cover would grade better, <laughs> no? I don't know, man. It's if For some reason, to me, it seems like glass would uh, take less damage. I don't know why I think that. Maybe because carbon fiber is a fabric. Did I? I just feel like I would be very paranoid with a uh, an expensive piece of like glass, you know? <laughs> yeah, like a thin piece of glass, carbon fiber. That's the way to go. You can drop that; it'll be fine. Yeah. See, now we have the perfect cover for the Beast Brigade book. It's gonna be. Carbon fiber logo. It's going to be uh, gloss embossed characters on the cover. And, of course, the Beast Brigade. So you have to have fur on the cover. Mm. Uh, you can make it like velvet. And then it's all encased in a glass variant. So you can't actually touch the velvet, but you can see the texture through the glass. Yes. And can it have like like a scanner code where you scan it and it's like, hey, Haas. <laughs> a QR code. <laughs> yes. Oh man, dude, I remember when the when those QR code covers came out. I loved the crap out of them. <laughs> I could never get it to look as good as the uh, the video that Valiant would post, though. You know, maybe my mm. phone was the wrong size. Yeah, but yeah, I, I do miss those QR variants. Those are cool. Uh, yeah, I will also not be getting it because I have also finally switched to 100% digital. Uh, even the stuff that I was getting only physically. I mean, I still get some physical stuff that, uh, does not have, uh, digital counterpart, like Scout Comics doesn't do digital for some reason. Uh, so I still get those physically, but outside of that, I am only doing digital as well. So yeah. I, I will not be getting this. Uh, I will be buying the book, the Bloodshed book. I'm excited for that. Um, but, uh, I'm, I'm at a point where whenever I get special variants, it's gotta be something that I, I just really love. And I know people love Bloodshot. I am not one of those people. 
I really like Bloodshot, mm. but I don't love Bloodshot. If it's like EXO, I'm in. Shadow Man, I'm in. Um, Bloodshot, for some reason, I don't know. Bloodshot, I enjoy reading the books. I think they've all been really great. Uh, but the character itself does not resonate with me as well as some of the other Valiant characters. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Is that bad? Am I going to get a bunch of hate mail now? Send your hate mail to at Collect Valiant on Twitter. Yes. All side right. story. I'm going to save it. No, no, side story. Uh, I like it. I was uh, going through some old stuff in uh, in my childhood uh, room down in San Diego uh, and happened upon a couple old issues of uh, Bloodshot. Oh. The first Valiant stuff that I ever bought. Really? Mm-hmm. Back in the 90s. So, you know, like, go Bloodshot. It's awesome. I like that Bloodshot, man. Bloodshot fighting vampires and mafia guys. That was the best. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, man. And when yeah. Norm Brayfogle came on and they did that Rampage stuff, oh, man. That was my favorite yeah. Bloodshot just because I love Brayfogle so much. Dude, yeah, like, I I would definitely be okay if they, you know, spent a whole series on, like, Bloodshot v. Rampage, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Rampage is, like, off the leash or whatever, and Bloodshot's got to track him down, you know? Yeah. Yep, I'd be so down for that. Uh, and you'd have to have, like, a super kick-ass artist doing that, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, I, I don't know, I love Lewis, but, you know, Lewis, you gotta take your time with Lewis. But somebody, like, of that caliber. I, I mean, that's that's a, a very exclusive club, my friend. I, I agree. But think about it. That's like a classic Valiant matchup. You know what I mean? Bloodshot and Rampage. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll put my vote in for uh, Riley Rosmo. I could be down for that. I really, I really liked his stuff recently, and he, I think he can do action. Oh, for sure. He does some cool stuff. Um, he's, uh, he's hit or miss for me sometimes. Um, like I've always really liked them, but when he was doing that Martian Manhunter series, uh, I didn't feel mm-hmm. like it was his best work. Uh, I know people disagree and that's fine, but, uh, yeah, he's got very interesting character designs, which I like. Yeah. Anyway, I like Bloodshot. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I see all the tweets from Dinesh. Let's, we're, we're putting all our eggs in that basket. We'll <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a release date announced, right? Or did I miss? No, they just mentioned, I don't I thought there was an actual date. I got to look through my messages. Right. Maybe I shouldn't talk about that because maybe I'm wrong or maybe it's not public knowledge. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> NBA uh, boy. Uh, what? What are you talking about? I don't know anything about anything. I could have swore somebody said it. Yeah, February twenty first, twenty twenty. I'm not. I wasn't making that up. Okay, good. Where? Yeah, February twenty first, twenty twenty. That's perfect. Actually, that's like that's you know that could be like some Deadpool level like surprise success. Yeah, like nothing comes out in February. Nothing. Well, that's probably not true because, you know, Marvel does like a movie every three weeks now. So uh, maybe they will have something. But, uh, yeah, February 21st, 2020. So that's cool, uh, which means we'll probably get a trailer like uh, end of December, like a teaser, and then like a full trailer in January. So that's exciting, man. That's only like three or four months away. Yeah, maybe less, dude. I don't, you know, you can throw the teaser out pretty early. Very true. Uh, well, I mean, they've they've been done filming. Didn't they end filming like a um, month or two ago? Oh, the, yeah, I think they've been done. Yeah, cool. What else you got, Travis? I'm tapped out, man. Tapped out. This is not the UFC. I, you can't tap out. Uh, well, I I'm tapped in. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Put me in, coach. What else I got? Uh, no, I, I don't have anything <laughs> else. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, thank you for listening to the Valiant Central Podcast. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week, maybe? I think that's right. 
Uh, anyways, you can of course find us on Twitter at CollectValiant, at the Great Magnet, at Geekvine, and at Valiant underscore Central. Uh, thanks for listening, and let us know whether uh, I'm crazy about Lords and uh, how much you agree that Dr. Mirage is awesome. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye.